Greetings. Welcome back to the Cape Lee Revolution. This is Chachi, uh, having just returned for some travels, spent the middle part of the week out at 3rd Air Support Operations Group at Fort Hood, Texas, teaching some of my Cape leadership stuff to the leadership of, uh, of men and women of the 3 ASOG. So that was huge, having their leaders coming in from Fort Riley, Kansas, from Fort Carson, Colorado, and Fort Bliss, Texas. Uh, Tacpees, weather, it was, it was just a whole lot of fun. I hope they got a lot out of it. And uh, you know, definitely good to be back here with my family. That was great seeing all my all my old friends, which which was great. But but today's podcast is brought to you by Technical Sergeant Christopher Murray. And uh, this is this is what I'm absolutely talking about. Like like we can't get the conversations right if we're not having the conversations. So so Chris had had reached out to me. He said, "Hey, I'm having to go to basic instructor course. I'll be in San Antonio. Are you going to be around any time there? We'd love to have you in because we're encouraged to bring guest speakers and do that. And, and sadly, I, I just wasn't able to uh, to make it happen. But I got an email from him today, and the uh, the title of this podcast obviously is "Do What Your Career Can Afford." And so, uh, you know, uh, very very in- interesting topic. And so. Um, you know, some, some airman first class, a, a very junior ranking in the United States Air Force said, said, Hey, Hey, Sergeant, I'm going to go do something stupid. And the staff sergeant told the airman, yeah, well do what your career can afford. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's funny because like, there's, there's so much smartness to, to that as well. Right. So, so on one hand, he gave this person carte blanche to do whatever that they wanted. <laughs> like as long as, as long as they knew uh, the, the consequences at, at, at the end of it. But the bad part is, is that an airman first class or a junior person probably doesn't realize the true consequences. They probably don't understand the ramifications of their actions. And thus they don't know what the expectation is for whatever buffoonery that, that they were about to, to get into. And so, uh, so, so, so Chris was, was, was pretty good. He's like, you know what? Um, yeah, I thought that was a shitty way to, to kind of, you know, do that. And so he ended up having a, uh, a, a, a discussion with the, the staff sergeant and then talk, talk to the young airman, uh, and say, Hey, this, this is a bad decision. This would have ruined your career. And I, I would not recommend this at, at all. But to, to, to Chris's d- defense, like he, he, he kind of, mo- he molded over, he thought about it, he reflected on it. And then, and then he started to use the term, do what your career can afford. Um, but, but he was using it in a, a, a different context. And so he kind of li- listed out a story for me, you know, you know, of all the things that that would probably happen. And I think these are very important to note. And so I, like, I really appreciate his blunt honesty and, and how, uh, and how he lays this out for everybody for doing what your career can afford. And which is funny because it also references back to a podcast I had done, um, episode 18 32, where I talk about the Eisenhower box and the Eisenhower box is a decision matrix where you can figure out what to do, uh, based on, uh, two, two levels uh, based on the level of importance and the level of urgency. And so based off of that, it'll get you in this quad chart in one of these four boxes and it will tell you whether to do it, whether to delegate it, whether, whether to wait, you know, any, any of that stuff. But, but uh, yeah, it was, it, this is pretty nice. So, so I'm going to read directly from this email because I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty good thoughts that, that he puts out there. So in the concept of doing what, what, what he can't afford, he says, the way I use it goes something like this. It's 1600 and I'm leaving work. The after work to-do list is as follows and in no particular order. One, I need to finish my college homework with a midnight deadline. Two, my wife wants to eat dinner at 1800. Three, I have to finish writing uh, decorations uh, for people that are there and the 0800 is the next day's deadline. Four, my friend Billy wants to know if I could help him fix his truck. Five, I need to get some PT time in. I gotta get some oxygen stuff. Six, 
My best friend said that they wanted to FaceTime today. Seven, I have to drop a box off at UPS. Eight, I have to get fuel in my truck because it's on empty. So there's, so there's eight things that, that Chris now has to do at night in no particular order. And again, he's, he's trying to use this Eisenhower box and he's trying to be as productive as possible and he's trying to, to, to find success. And so he says, I pull up my list, see that it is daunting and there's not enough time in the day to do everything. So I ask myself, Chris, what can your career afford? My career can't afford to not finish that decoration. The boss has a solid deadline and I need to finish it. My career can't afford not to do my homework because if I fail the class, I will have to pay back the $750 that I received because of tuition assistance. My, can't, uh, my career can't afford me not to get oxygen by skipping dinner with my wife, so dinner is a must. Also, after dinner, the wife and I can spend about 30, 30 or more minutes together by taking the dogs for a walk, and that will give me some more oxygen as well and fill my PT time needed. I can also get fuel on my truck and drop the box off at UPS since combining those tasks might take 20 to 30 minutes. Unfortunately, I may have to sacrifice the time helping see my friends. I'll have to make these sacrifices in order to pay the cost of my career. And you know, and, and he, he kind of listed out here, it was like sacrifice equals cost and cost equals how much you can afford. And it's, it's very interesting that, that he wrote all that stuff out because number one, that was a very, very busy evening. Uh, number two, he had to sacrifice his personal life in order to get that done. But number three, I like the fact that he put it out there, that he thought about it, he had a plan, he had a to-do list. And I really like those to-do lists. Uh, very early on in my, my marriage, my wife and I would have a fight to where you know she'd do everything. She was on time for everybody else during the day, but she was never on time for me. And I, and, and, and I hate it. And I was finally able to have that conversation and talk to her and say, hey, you know what? Like everybody else gets the benefit of your quality time. And then when you come home at night, like, like when, when, whenever you come home, that's the time I get. I go, I get your slop time. I don't like your slop time. If you say you're going to be home at six, be home at six. Don't just get home whenever you're, you're going to get home and then get around to spending time with me because that, that hurts my feelings. But then she, she kind of had a, a, a contrarian point of view. She's like, you know what? I'm on time for everybody else during the day because I have to. I don't want to have to be on time for you. So maybe I'm not explaining it correctly. Maybe I can w- work on things, but, but please don't think that, that I, I just don't want to be tied to a schedule in my personal life when it comes to our, our engagement. You know? And so, so I, I thought, I thought that, was, that was pretty good conversation. But, but the thing that I like here is how much can your career afford? It can be viewed both positively and negatively. And I love how Chris listed out all those things because on that particular night, yes, he's probably going to have to do a whole lot of work. He'll have to, to run the errands that he's going to need to run in order to make him or, or the house successful and make sure the house keeps running. So maybe his personal life is going to take a hit. But you know what? What happens the next night? If he gets all of his work done, he probably doesn't have to write a, a decoration or a medal for somebody. He probably doesn't have to do a couple different things. He's done with all of his schoolwork. We just heard that. So maybe the next night, now he can help his friend with his truck. And maybe the next night, he could spend even more time on FaceTime. Again, more distinct and quality time so that he's not giving his friends his slop. But it's our understanding of of not only what is on our plate, but how much we can ingest at one time. You know, and, and we like we have to we have to ingest the, the the goodness. We have to make sacrifices here and there. I think I've mentioned on my podcast before is that um, you know for the last year of me being a command chief in uh, in New Jersey, 
I had to be home by five o'clock on Mondays and Wednesdays so my wife could go get her massage certification. So, and that's very, very rare to have a, a command chief, the senior enlisted person inside a large organization being home by five o'clock. But I talked to my leadership, we had a discussion. And so what I would do was I'd be home by five o'clock on Mondays and Wednesdays, and I'd stay an equivalent amount of time later on Tuesdays and Thursdays to make sure that I was still providing the, the right amount of work. I was given the, the right amount of energy towards what needed to be done for, for the organization. But we had a discussion about this. And it's, it's this balance, right? It's this integration. And more importantly, it's this harmony that, that we know and understand that's gonna help us be successful. Because sometimes you just have to sacrifice a little bit to, to find success later. One of the things that I did when I was stationed at Fort Riley, Kansas, in the months leading up to me being gone, there was just so much to do. So I spent the night at work. Now, granted, inside these, these TACP units that, that I worked in, uh, we had a full locker room, we had a gym, we had washers and dryers. So it was easy for me just to roll up a cot. Obviously, we have cots everywhere inside a an organization that is designed to go into austere places and go out in, into the field. So on Monday nights, I'd work all night till like 10 or 11 o'clock. I'd go to sleep on my cot. I'd wake up in the morning and just be ready to be ready to rock. And I got so much done then because if I sacrificed that one night, I was home at decent hours the rest of the week. And I could give my family more quality time, more quality reps, and more consistent quality reps. So maybe we have to sacrifice in the, the near term. But I, I like Chris's point of like, hey, you can do anything, but you can only do what your career can afford. And I think at face value, it's just a good conversation to have. Like, hey, your choices, like, like we, I'm sorry, like we, we, are all, we are all products of every single one of our decisions, good and bad. But being held accountable, and I think it's a, it's a good, simple, albeit somewhat may perhaps a little bit snarky maybe, like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna go out and do this. Okay, if, if your career can afford it, go ahead and do that. If not, you might want to rethink that, that decision. So I appreciate that conversation. I appreciate that outlook. I appreciate that perspective. And quite honestly, I wish more and more people would do this because I, I like how, how he had his going home to-do list. He was going to prioritize the thing that he needed to do, perhaps still for work, still for, for his family. But then in this instance, his self life took a hit, not his personal life, because his personal life, you know, it hits, hits the, the, the family and children and pets and all that stuff, but his self life. So maybe he had to give a little bit of himself up in this one evening, in this one instance. But from what I see there, hopefully throughout the rest of the week, there would have plenty, there would have been plenty of other opportunity for him to do what his self needed, for him to talk to his friend, for him to help work on a truck with his other friend. But it's our ability to break this down, to understand it, and, and quite honestly, clearly communicate this to the people we work with, the people we love, the people that, that we hold most dear in our lives, because that's how we're going to find success. And again, when we talk about this in the, the military where it's service before self, I absolutely get it. That does not mean every second of every single day until the day that you hang up the uniform. There's a give and take. There's a conversation to be had. And I promise you, nearly every single one of the leaders that I have worked with and worked for have been open to the conversation. Sometimes it's yes, sometimes it's no. But, but uh, way more often than not, they were open to the conversation. Yes, there are some narrow-minded and short-sighted assholes. They're absolutely there. And believe me, I've worked for a lot of those. But give them the benefit of the conversation and move forward from there. But figure out with your choices, do what your career can afford. 
And again, the thing that I'm fond of saying is like, you know, we as human beings, we can do anything, but we can't do everything. And I think that that concept ties directly into this. Do what your career can afford. There are some things you can afford to miss. There are some things you can't. But your ability to sit back, assess, and move forward accordingly is going to be absolutely huge. So, so man, Tech Sergeant Muri, man, I, I appreciate you, you reaching out. I hope you and I get to, uh, to, to link up soon. I'm sorry I didn't get to go see you out in San Antonio, but, but brother, thank you for inspiring a podcast today. I loved reading your email. I love that concept. And again, I just love the conversation that this generates. The more times I can bring up these conversations, the more we can learn from each other. We can provide input. We can share perspective. We can give ideas or advice. We can make it all happen and we can make all of us better as leaders when we move forward to do this. So everybody, I appreciate you tuning in today as always. Again, if you want to keep these conversations rocking, email me, chachi at capelead.com. DM me, Instagram at Chachi Pachesa, Twitter at Tim Pachesa. Leave a message for me on the Cape Lead Facebook page. Let's just get the conversation right. But we can't get the conversation right if we are not having the conversations. So I appreciate you tuning in. Thank you for your listenership. Man, we'll catch you here next time on the Cape Lead Revolution. And this is Chachi, as always, reminding you to educate, anticipate, and dominate. We'll talk to you soon, everybody. Later.